Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, yes. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this, another edition of the Underdog Football Show. I'm Josh Norris, Hayden Winks. Hayden, it happened. This New England team, a lot of things were in flux because a lot of people thought the offense could go in two totally different ways. If Cam Newton was a starter or mid-first-round pick, Mac Jones was a starter. You and I all offseason have been acting as if Mac Jones would be the number one quarterback for his team. That's why we were ahead on Jacoby Myers. That's why we were ahead on Damian Harris, ahead in all these tight ends. And what has happened since? Well, Hayden, we've got news from every single outlet that Cam Newton will be released, that Mac Jones is now the starter. Your instant reactions here. This is good news for everybody for fantasy except for Cam. And we love Cam Newton, but I think that last year's play and then that this last week of COVID of him not being able to practice, kind of the writing was on the wall that Mac Jones was going to be out there because Mac Jones' preseason has been very good. He's not taking too many risks. He's not taking too many downfield shots. He's not lighting it up, but he's making a lot of the right reads. He's always moving the ball down the field, and it's kind of reminiscent of what he was doing at Alabama when, you know, Bill Belichick called Nick Saban his best friend. They have an HBO special together. They're best friends. And Bill Belichick said, is Mac Jones good enough? And Nick Saban said, yes, like, that's all That's all you need. So I think Mac Jones is going to go out there, play every single game. Brian Hoyle, Hoyer will back him up or if they bring somebody else in. And it's great news for everybody in the Patriots offense for fantasy. Big picture view of the Patriots. I feel like the perception on this team all offseason, Hayden, has been far too negative. It's like the 2020 version. That's what's latest in people's minds. So they believe that how much could this team improve? Crazy me. I want to believe in Bill Belichick. I want to believe in Josh McDaniels. I, I, I want to believe in a team that invested so much in key areas of this team in the offseason. A top five or top 10 offensive line. Two of the highest paid tight ends that can do different things, including the best yards after catch tight end in the NFL from Bill Belichick's mouth. A bully ball mentality that is going to, I think, mirror a lot of what the Cleveland Browns did last season. And then a defense that brings in new starters, that brings in players returning, that we know Bill Belichick is one of the best defensive minds out there. And because of that negative perception, Hayden, I I think so many of these players have been undervalued. Well, right now in Underdog Fantasy, again, you can use promo code THE SHOW to get a free 25 bucks if you like some of these ADPs that are in flux. Mac Jones at quarterback 31. That's an absolute buy. You and I, I think it was back in June when we did our awards show, considered him at plus 1100 put 50 bucks on it to win that award. Um, the Patriots are also plus 350 to win to win the AFC East. We've talked about Damian Harris all offseason. And Hayden, there's a figure that you keep pointing out to of why Damian Harris can smash, again, smash his running back 28 ADP. And it's because of what? Cam Newton handled 73% of the inside the five-yard line carries. So that's not only just helping Damian Harris, who's obviously the goal line back, but it also helps 
the receivers because that means they're probably not going to pass the ball or they're going to pass the ball more inside the red zone as well. So that's why I love Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is going way, 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 way too late for somebody that's probably not going to leave the field too often and it's going to be in that Gronk inline role for the the red zone. And I, I think that this is just awesome for James White in the backfield. So it's not even just that the, the, the goal line stuff. It's James White on checkdowns. It's Jacoby Myers passing the ball. I mean, we can go look at their stats right now real quick. And you can just see there were 31st in pass plays last year. They were third in run plays. They were 29th in total plays. And if you look back historically, the Patriots typically play pretty fast. That's something that, that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick love to do. And we saw Alabama play pretty fast as well. So I think that you're going to see neutral pace and neutral pass rate go up now that Mac Jones is the starter. They're not going to be crazy pass attempts because that offensive line is so good and because they're going to be in 12 personnel. But last year's stats, you can basically throw out the window. This is like a totally different ball club. I think you I think you said it all along. It's the Browns. It's the Raiders. It's like those type of type of offenses. We'll see how good they are. While everyone is going to 11 personnel, sometimes even 10 personnel with four wide receivers out there, I truly believe that Bill Belichick understands where he could build a roster well and that they're going to play bully ball. They're going to play bully ball in 2021. Again, a top five offensive line, so much talent at the running back position. And what we've heard all along from people associated to that team is that Damian Harris is going to get those opportunities first on first, second, and goal line situations now. Boom. There's your ceiling. And then you add in James White in obvious passing downs, sometimes in the red zone as well. And then your J.J. Taylor or Ramon J. Stevenson for now, unless an injury happens to one of those two, are going to be in kind of like the Rex Burkhead role. And obviously you throw in Brandon Bolden as a special teamer. I keep going back to this, Hayden, because really 2019 and what you mentioned with 2020 Patriots are so drastically different because last year with Tom Brady in New England, nothing worked. And so he's like, hey, put the offense on me. We're going to be highest in neutral pass rate, like highest in pace. And then last year, it was a, it was a complete disaster. We talked about it shows last year that everything had to be manufactured. Nothing was working. To me, it showed that Cam Newton was done, was finished. His shoulder is, is, is shot, and maybe not in September, but in October and November, plus obviously COVID complications. So I keep going back to this, Aiden, and we have such a longer tenure of what this regime was and what the players were that I think looking back to 2016 for the Patriots is actually important and apt because that was the last time that Tom Brady did not start 16 games. He only started 12 because of Deflategate. That season, they attempted 550 passing attempts. Hayden, they ran the ball 482 times. Like Garrett Blunt nearly had 300 carries to go along with just eight targets, Hayden. The definition of bully ball, 300 carries and eight targets. That got him the running back nine in fantasy points per game season, almost 1,200 yards and 18 freaking touchdowns. Bill Belichick knows that this is waves. It's a pendulum. It's a clock. It all cycles back. Those are three different metaphors, but it all gets us here to the same exact spot that bully ball Bill believes is going to work. Great defense, great offensive line, run the damn ball. And you also have Mac Jones, who Hayden, people just hated because they believed he was going to be the number three overall pick. The outsiders told him that was going to happen. The insiders knew that Mac Jones was not going to be the number three overall pick. But because of that bias that people have, Hayden, they don't appreciate how damn good he is. As we talked about in our previous show, go and subscribe down below to the Underdog Football Show on your podcast feed as well. 
He has not taken a wrong step this entire preseason. There was nothing else he could have done to win this job. And in the end, the correct decision was made. He's going to hit the ground running in this offense in week one against the Miami Dolphins. A difficult task. We've seen what Brian Flores, you know, puts other quarterbacks' brains in a pretzel. I'm so in on this team. And I think it's just amazing that other people weren't because of the long, successful tenure that we had of Bill and Josh. Last year was you know, a distant memory. They've made all these moves this offseason to get to a point where it's not going to be the same, and they have a clear vision, and I think it's going to work. Every single defense is getting smaller and faster, and then Bell Belichick is going to do the exact opposite on offense because now the teams aren't going to be in nickel coverage, and that's what the teams are kind of building for right now. So that's why Bill Belichick going two tight ends and running the ball could easily be pretty effective, and it's a great way to get Mac Jones acclimated. I always thought that Mac Jones was – uh, maybe not as pro ready as like Trevor Lawrence, but I thought that he was very pro ready just because he sat there behind Bill Belichick and Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin and all these ex NFL dudes at, at Alabama. And he looked awesome. He just never really made a bad decision at Alabama. He's not going to wow you, but I do think that if you watch him in this, in this preseason, I, I even think that you had an unbiased eye watching in Alabama he can move in the pocket enough. Like yep. he's not a sitting duck. Like you watch like Ryan Mallett or so like, like recently Joe Flacco, those guys are sitting ducks in the pocket. Mac Jones can move in and out of the pocket a little bit. He can throw on the run just enough. And you're going to see uh, uh, the Patriots steal some of the Alabama stuff. Like immediately you saw RPOs in the preseason. And that's something that Mac Jones had a ton of success with. I think that you're going to get a very accurate quarterback. And I think that you're going to get a good decision maker. And I think you're going to get somebody that's going to be up in the, the room with Bill Belichick for 45 hours a week, just like he had with, with Tom Brady. So I think that they're going to have moderate success passing the ball, but I do think this will be one of the most balanced attack in the league. I, I would keep going back to like how Derek Carr kind of runs the offense in, in Vegas. And that's how Mac Jones is going to be utilized to start. And you're not going to see that many turnovers. You're not going to see a lot of big plays, but you're going to see a lot of long drives, time of possession, and they're going to try to win games 24 to 21. The over-under for the Patriots' win totals on all bucks is anywhere from 9.5 to 9 to 8.5. If you find the one that is 8.5, I would smash the over on that. I mean, I'm this is their best avenue to win. Again, I'm not going to push them to win the, uh, the AFC East necessarily, but plus 350 when I think that they are at least equal with the Dolphins, and if something happens to the quarterback spot in Buffalo, boom. There you go. Hayden, can we go piece by piece here? Is Or is there going to be a rankings adjustment? Because, again, you and I are going to be or we're already higher than everyone on every single one of these Patriots. But, like, love it. Go, everyone, down there, a free draft guide. We give you 25 bucks to go and check it out. It will be linked down below after the stream. And while you're there, like and subscribe as well. Hayden, if you want to drop the, the, the link in the chat, that would be great, too. Um all right, so quarterback 31 right now is Mac Jones. Hayden, some of those names that we just mentioned, to me he automatically should go ahead of Daniel Jones at quarterback 28. I mean, I'm done with that experiment, with the disaster, with the blinders that quarterback has when he plays. So at the very least, I think quarterback 28 makes sense for Mac Jones. Then you're having the conversation with you know Derek Carr, quarterback 26, Carson Wentz at quarterback 27. I think that the attempts are going to be all in that same range and people like Ben Roethlisberger and Sam Darnold will have more opportunities to throw the ball, but the efficiency might not be as good as Max either. Uh, 
Zach Wilson and Mac Jones straight out fantasy. I, I think that they're pretty similar. And I think right now Mac Jones going to like six, seven quarterback spots later. So I think I would still go Zach Wilson ahead of Mac Jones because I think that the Jets are going to pass the ball yep. a lot more, part, mostly out of necessity. If you look at the Jets defense compared to the, the Patriots defense, I mean, it's like night and day. You can't even just dis- like describe how fast of a different it is. So I think that Mac Jones, I mean, he's not really a fantasy guy. Like I, I liked Mac Jones as a prospect. Like when I was going through my quarterback rankings, I think I ended up having a Mac Jones quarterback three. And I think I might've been the only person not willing to make him the, not the quarterback five. I had him the quarterback three. Cause I thought that he was going to be maybe like the light version of Philip rivers or something like that. And that he was going to have a successful NFL career, but he's just not, he's not a fantasy guy. And I don't think that we need to make him a fantasy guy. Uh, I don't really want him in basketball mania two or all that stuff. If you want to, if you need a third quarterback, cause you went Justin Fields, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you already had Hunter Henry and Nelson Aguilar. Sure. But I don't think I don't think he's much of a fantasy guy. Running back spot again. Damian Harris was going as running back twenty nine, running back twenty eight. As you know, I've had him all the way up at running back twenty two for a while now. I think that's fair. I, I think that that's where he should be in the low twenties. And once again, there was not even just the conversation of well, if Cam's a starter, he's one of the best goal line backs the last decade. Some people are also galaxy braining the idea that Cam would come in for specific packages inside the five inside the 10. And so that was keeping them from giving Damian Harris, the goal line situations. I understand that JJ Taylor and especially Ramondre Stevenson have been great this preseason, but what that makes me believe is in their belief still in Damian Harris and still the quality at the top and the depth of the offensive line too. And Damian Harris has to do something to lose the job either through injury or poor play. And I think he's good enough to keep it immediately. I think that Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs have the same exact like opportunity. And I don't think that Josh Jacobs is like light years better than Damian Harris. And I for sure would argue that after the offseason the Raiders had, that the Patriots offensive line is better than the Raiders. And the Patriots will be in a positive game script more than the Raiders will be. So I think that like where Josh Jacobs, like I don't want Josh Jacobs at all, but I think that Damian Harris as RB 22 right next to Josh Jacobs at RB 23 or somewhere right in that range. That's the kind of range Gus bus same situation as Damian Harris. I think that might be a closer parallel because we will see how much the Ravens can run the ball and have a good defense to kind of play with that. So I think it's that range. I don't think that Damian Harris is going to finish as the RB five this year. Right. But I think that he can go from RB 22 in drafts and finish as the RB 14. Like, I think that's certainly possible. And those slight wins kind of matter when you're going through the RB dead zone. So I I wouldn't completely overreact, but certainly this is good news. And like the Cam Newton stuff at the goal line, that was a legit threat. I thought, we, we, we had never seen seen it before with Bill Belichick, but I think that Cam Newton's actually being straight out released is a, a nice feather in the cap for, for Damian Harris still. Where you just outlined it, I think is perfect. Like the, the David Montgomery, Chris Carson, James Robinson, even Mike Davis area, all those guys are going to catch passes, we think. And so yeah. that is a different conversation than Damian Harris, but with Damian Harris in the Gus Edwards, Josh Jacobs idea and mindset boom i'm totally with you and if you've been drafting david harris all summer you've just added i think about six or seven spots to his running back value too um okay what about james white what about james white who's going as as running back 51 you know we look for pass catching backs especially in best ball especially in full point ppr or half point ppr um we know that james white has done it for a very long time and that maybe it has been theorized that Matt Jones unlocks that element a bit more than Cam would have. 
he unlocks it more, but like, like, let's be honest with ourselves. Is, is James White going to be an RB2 this year? Like, he's just not. Like, if you look last year, especially in half PPR, where we have, um, where we, where we do it underdog, last year, Jaden McKissick, I think that he finished second in, in running back targets. He was the RB32 and half PPR per game. And then you had, uh, like, Giovanni Bernard was the RB38. Like, all these guys, if you don't have a, a three down workload or you're not getting the goal on carries, it's just hard in half PPR. If you're in a full PPR league, I get it. And this is certainly great news for James White. But I think it's going to be James White was being drafted as the RB55, and now he's going to have an RB39 season. Like, I don't see him, like, cracking your best ball leagues enough. And going back to those James White years, that's when they had nobody else to throw the ball to. And, like, this isn't a loaded skill group, but it is not those years where Tom Brady literally left Bill Belichick because of how bad the skill groups were. This is better than that. And I think that in 12 personnel, it's going to be a little bit different too. So I, I wouldn't go too crazy with the James White stuff. The Brooklyn Sirens are getting me, but I do want to add that the James White thing does line up to what you said. I think that when in certain situations, when it wasn't going correctly, Tom Brady just said, I'm going to take control of this offense and we're going to go in turbo situations. And James White's just going to be the, the, the running back out in the field. Mac right. Jones is not going to have that power early on. I think it's going to be a bit more, more designed, a bit more scripted than that. Um, yeah. Let's jump to wide receiver, where, again, I think the two wide receivers that are going to be on the field the most for the Patriots is the one they spent a boatload of money on in Nelson Aguilar and a former, I think, undrafted free agent who has really emerged in Jacoby Myers. This isn't one of those teams that's going to be you know, 70 60% in 11 personnel. They're going to lead the NFL in multiple tight end sets and two tight end sets. And so you have Nelson Aguilar going as wide receiver 64 and you have Jacoby Myers, I'm trying to, oh, as wide receiver 59. Do either of them get a bump up, or is this kind of right where they were expected to go? Because Hayden, you're getting a, one of these is going to be the team's wide receiver one. We know they're going to be around probably 500 passing attempts this year, maybe. But getting that all the way down at wide receiver 59, there isn't another player in the NFL, another team in the NFL, where you're getting their top wide receiver that late. Outside of Tyrell Williams, who you're probably just ignoring because he's a Detroit Lion. Correct. Uh, or you can argue Nico Collins ahead of Brandon Cooks if you want to get crazy over there. Um, but yeah, I think this is good news for for Jacoby Myers and for Nelson Aguilar. I think it's probably better news for Jacoby. And it's still positive news for Nelson Aguilar because they're going to throw the ball more often. They're going to play with more pace. But I think that Jacoby Myers is the guy that's kind of going to fit in with Mac Jones. Like some of the RPO stuff, like some of like the slants. Like everyone complains about Mac Jones' arm strength. Okay, well then you have Jacoby Myers who's a legitimate slot receiver. And we got the good news in the preseason that he's going to be playing in 12 personnel. You don't see that that often. Yeah, shout out Mac Jones in here. Uh, you don't see that very often where a slot receiver is also playing in 12 personnel. And that's the role that you want. That is like how Jacoby Myers last year finished top 10 in yards per out run versus zone coverage and top 10 in yards per out run versus man coverage. And he had really bad quarterback plays. So like that is an awesome feat for a young player that's kind of coming into the league. I think that Jacoby Myers deserves a, a decent bump up here. Nelson, Agu- Nelson Aguilar, I think is going to be lead the team in air yards, but I think that Jacoby Myers easily could lead this team in targets. And I thought his film was awesome last year. And then the advanced metrics were, were pretty kind to him. I would envision him as like, like a not as explosive, like Julian Edelman. Like, I think he's going to be like the Bill Belichick's like new slot receiver. We're going to talk, talk about him like that. So Jarvis Landry is going as wide receiver 46. Is that an unrealistic expectation for where Jacoby Myers should end up? 
right in there. That's perfectly fine. Love that. And yeah, despite all the money, I do believe that Nelson Aguirre is going to have more of a role in terms of a downfield player. Like that's going to be his clear out element. And if they do go to three wide receiver sets, then Jacoby, like you're saying, I think moves into the inside. Hayden, the other element of this, people are losing their minds about the tight end spot at a position where we lose our minds about every single year. Again, for years, Bill Belichick has praised Jonu Smith. They paid him so much money. We've seen Josh McDaniels call incredible offenses with multiple tight ends. Yet all summer, Jonu Smith, tight end 14, Hunter Henry, tight end 20. Right now, Mac Jones is simply just a better passer. I think he's going to be more efficient than Cam Newton was. I still believe one of these is going to hit. It's being drafted as if Jonu is going to be hit over Hunter Henry. Hayden, what's your read on the situation now? Well, I mean, we're talking about an offense last year that was 30th in passing EPA and 22nd in completion percentage over expected. So, like, I, I think it's going to be night and day, like, the efficiency for the for the passing offense. Like, I, I think that's, like, not even a question how much better it's going to be this year than, than last year. And I really just do not understand the Hunter Henry, like, hesitancy. Like, he's the guy that's going to be the wide tight end, the inline tight end, not the guy that's going to be moving around the formation. I love Johnny Smith. They're going to get the ball to Johnny Smith on carries, on screens, on quick outs and just let him go yards after the catch crazy. But Hunter Henry is going to be the seam guy. He's going to be the guy in the red zone. He's also going to be the guy. I think that when the Patriots do go to 11 personnel, which every offense does, I think Hunter Henry is going to be out there a little bit more than Johnny Smith in those situations as well. And I think that Hunter Henry is pretty good. And we've seen him finish as a top 10 fantasy guy previously. So I, I think that Hunter Henry is because of his health, like what the chat is saying, it's really, really depressed his ADP. I can see him being the tight end 20 that turns into the tight end 11 this year. We already have one book adjusting their offensive rookie of the year odds. Hayden, you want to take a guess at what they might have put it at? Keep in mind that Trevor Lawrence is still the favorite at plus 350. I'll go plus 750, somewhere around there. They went large, plus 450. So just now the second favorite behind Trevor Lawrence again, Back when we recorded that show in June, we were getting him at plus 1,100. Another one has him at plus 550. Anything else you want to say here about the Patriots team? Because I'd like to say something about Cam Newton before we wrap up. Yeah, I, I think that we cover everything here. Yeah. Again, this just makes so much sense to have Mac Jones as a starting quarterback. The rookie will play. The rookie will play. Okay. With Cam Newton, quickly, Hayden, I truly believe this is the end of the road. And it sucks because as someone who's been a massive Cam Newton fan – for a decade. Um, I feel like he was unfairly criticized at multiple points in his career, just stereotyped as a rushing running quarterback. When you looked at him during his first five years, six years in Carolina, um, he was a pocket quarterback. He was a pocket quarterback plus who never got the credit for his intelligence for carrying that team in so many situations. I will repeat when Cam Newton won the MVP, his wide receivers were Ted Ginn, Jericho Cotchery, Philly Brown, and a rookie year Devin Funches. Are you kidding me? And he lit the NFL on fire. He, in some ways, Hayden, changed the position as well. I mean, again, the best goal line back in the NFL for a decade. But as soon as that shoulder injury hit, everything that I heard, everything that you heard, said that, look, it might be fine in August, it might be fine in September, 
but it was just going to go away as the season went along. And it sucks. Like it, in some ways he's going to be a what if player, but man, am I going to enjoy looking back in the times that Cam Newton was just absolutely electric. One of the most fun players I've ever seen. And I understand not keeping him as the backup quarterback because as much as I love Cam, the dude is emotional and he sitting at on the bench for 17 games with Mac Jones playing well, it, they probably just want the rookie to have the job to own it. His teammates already absolutely love him in every single interview. And so because of that, it just did not make sense to have Cam Newton on the roster. You compounded the shoulder injuries with the foot injuries. And like, that's where his base was getting off, off of everything else too. And like, he just, like you can see his mechanics. He took forever to throw the ball this last year. And some of the balls were lacking a little zip, especially late in, late in the season. So I completely understand it for the Patriots side. I wonder if Cam Newton's going to get one more shot as a backup somewhere, maybe like the Eagles or something like this. But I'm not, I, at some point, I think that Cam Newton's just going to say, I, my body's not holding up. And we saw in the quote when you, this offseason where he's telling like a cigar company that he doesn't want to be used as the quote unquote battering ram anymore. He knows that his body is just not holding up. So I think that Cam, Cam gets it. Um, we'll see if he wants to play. I think that some team out there will give him another shot. If, if he wants it, but we'll see his career was awesome. Like one of the best college seasons of all time, that MVP year was insane. He dragged that Panthers team to the super bowl too. So um, he always seemed like one little thing away from having an absolutely legendary career, but like he was so much fun for fantasy and for, for real life stuff. He, he was an awesome player for a long time. Hayden drop our free draft guide in the chat. One more time. Again, it has a top 200. It has positional cheat sheets it has our ideal drafts. In fact, we're giving you $25 to check it out. If some of you have never played best ball on Underdog Fantasy, now is the time. The app is amazing. The webpage, the website is amazing as well. It's the best way to prepare for your season-long leagues. All you do is draft. There's no waivers. There's no trades. There's no lineup settings. Your optimal lineup is set each and every week. And while you're here, I need all of you, and thank you so much for being here, to like and subscribe down below. It truly helps us out. Our whole goal is to help you you know, win more money to be more entertained with football. I'm talking to you, Nick. I'm talking to you, Gabe. I'm talking to you, Robert, Eric, Mint, all of you, David, like, and subscribe down below. We have our quarterback, running back, tight end, and wide receiver shows out there as well. Hey, I think that does it. That's it. We have a live stream in a couple more hours too. So stick around. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. We're doing a live draft with Tyler. I am again, appreciate all of you out there up the villa, everyone talk to y'all soon. See ya.